Tonight, Roman and Sammy deliver a WrestleMania-worthy main event at Elimination Chamber. Tony Khan is teasing another important announcement. Mercedes strikes gold while Eddie Kingston knocks Jay White out of New Japan. Plus, we'll take a look back at the remarkable legacy of Jerry Jarrett and Nick Aldis returns to this show to give us an update on what's next for the national treasure. It's all on the way on Sunday night's main event. We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This is Sunday night's main event. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because you love something fresh in you, don't you? We deserve better, people. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Do I have everybody's attention now? My God, what an impact. Hey, I'm Mike McGuire, welcoming you to Canada's Wrestling Radio Show, Sunday night's main event powered by TotalSportCards.com. Canada's number one stop for all WWE, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. That's totalsportcards.com. This show is free for you on the air on TSN Radio, the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and through our affiliate stations across the country. You can also get it at snmeradio.com. But if you want the extended edition with the full interviews and a lot more, including daily podcasts, we have tons of them for you at patreon.com slash SNME radio. You're supporting the entire network and allowing us to bring this show to you each and every week. All right, let's get down to business. Each week, we take out the weather balloons and unidentified flying objects of wrestling headlines from the sky. We find the biggest and most important looking ones and sort them out by size, color, and shape, presenting to you this week's five count. You want to hear the breaking news? The wrestling world continues to mourn and celebrate the life of longtime wrestler, booker, and arguably... One of the best promoters in North American history, Jerry Jarrett. Son to Christine Teeny Jarrett, who also ran territories, Jerry started working in wrestling by selling programs for his mom at the age of seven. Through the years, Jerry would find his way into the ring, but found that most of his success would be from outside the ropes and behind the scenes. Long before starting his own companies, Jerry Jarrett became a booker and eventually went into business for himself. We will go much further in depth on the contributions of Jerry Jarrett in the show later on with Dave Meltzer, Jerry Jarrett passed away at the age of 80 years old. Montreal WWE fans were loud, proud, and frankly censored a few times on Fox, but it just wasn't enough for hometown hero Sami Zayn to take the titles. Spare to Sami! And again, no officials. Dan Angler back to his feet. Here's the count on Sami Zayn. And of all the damn ways Reign has retained the championship it ends Here like this. Here is your winner and still the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reign! According to WrestleTakes, the show was almost completely sold out, but it sounded like they had a bigger crowd than WrestleMania for the unlikely title match of Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. And despite being told in storyline to stay home, both Jimmy and Jay Uso made appearances on the show. For a full recap of the happenings from the Elimination Chamber last night, check out our social media and listen to the entire recap from last night's SNME Radio After Party, streaming for free at snmeradio.com. In other pay-per-view action, New Japan Pro Wrestling held the battle in the valley, and this saw Eddie Kingston 
take Jay White out in a loser leaves New Japan match. And Kingston! Oh! Is that the death knell? After the match, Jay White was about to address the crowd, but instead was attacked by David Finley. Finley then lay claim to Jay White's role in New Japan and cut a heel promo. Also on the show, Mercedes Money, formerly Sasha Banks, is now an IWGP champion. Could this be it? Boom! The money maker! Money That's on the money! Money on our mind! Two new champion of San Jose! This is the first championship that Money has won outside of WWE. Ring of Honor's Mark Briscoe is now officially All Elite, but Tony Khan is promising a, quote, important announcement this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. Now, the news broke out on Friday that Tony was going to make an announcement on the show, but there's been no indication as to what that is. However, AEW just filed a trademark for AEW Collision, with the filing stating the following, it is a continuing program about wrestling accessible by radio television, satellite, audio, video, and computer networks, and so on and so on. This either sounds like a new series, a new show, or possibly the ushering in of a new network. Hmm. There's also some speculation that Tony Khan may be looking to usher CM Punk back into the company. We're just going to have to wait till Wednesday to find out what the latest important announcement will be. And despite AEW having a slam-dunk edition of Rampage this past Friday to tie in with the NBA All-Star Weekend on TNT, it was actually WWE's Miz who almost had the biggest highlight of the weekend. With seconds left on the clock during the Celebrity All-Star Weekend game, Miz got what they thought would be a buzzer beater from the half-court point to tie the game. Oh, Lord. I, I saw one here. of the officials wave it off. Wait a minute. Giannis says his team won it. Team Dwayne. Bedlam at midcourt. Oh, it's a final. The bucket does not As you count. heard, though, in even truer Miz fashion, that shot did not count. Talk about living the gimmick. All right, friends, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer is going to join us next to talk all about the week in wrestling. And coming up later in the show, he's here. We're going to catch up with Nick Aldis. He had a lot to say after his surprise departure from the NWA last November, but he's going to tell us a little bit about that and, more importantly, what's in the future for the National Treasure. That's all next on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. TotalSportCards.com Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products with the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date with TotalSportCards.com totalsportcards.com proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event it's time it's time it's time for the wrestling observer insider with Dave Meltzer on Sunday night's main event as we do every week checking in with the wrestling observers Dave Meltzer Dave you and I just spent about 10-15 minutes just gushing over my weekend here I gotta tell you it was an absolute blast dungeon wrestling they're Second big show, their third show overall, really, 
in Calgary. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say at least 3,000 people there. I, I don't know. I mean, wow. you're, you're a better judge. I sent you some photos from the show. But uh, Nick Aldis in the main event. Got to catch up with him. We'll hear from him later on in the show about what he's up to. And uh, Chris Masters there. These Billington Bulldogs, I'll tell you right now, teaming up with Harry Smith. There's, there's something frighteningly good about these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I actually have seen them in MLW. They're they're uh, very impressive. I, I think we have to start, though, before we go anywhere. And even though a lot of shows, I know you've touched on it a lot. For those that maybe just tune in once a week or, or would like a different insight on it, talking about the career and the lifetime of Jerry Jarrett, this guy is probably the most successful outside of the name McMahon in North America who never really was a McMahon. He wasn't showboaty about it. He wasn't loud. He wasn't crazy. He wasn't... All these things that we hear, you know, everything that we've heard about Jerry Jarrett has been nothing but flowers and a lot of love for that guy. Definitely his television was ahead of its time. His television was the closest thing to modern WWF, uh, WWE from, you know, way back in, into the even the 70s and, and in the early 80s. You know, he thought a lot outside the box, tried a lot of things. Jerry Jarrett was an awesome booker. They had some, mm-hmm. but, but he had, you know, he had Lance Russell. He had Jerry Lawler. You know, I mean, he had Dave Brown and other people came and went. But th- those guys as a foundation, that was a big part of it. And he understood he understood his audience and he understood wrestling at the time. You know, Mike Tanay is a good friend of mine, um, you know, ba- you know, who was very close friends with Jerry, you know, basically said he was very, very well read about politics and things like that. And, you know, I talked to Jerry many, many times over the years. And, you know, you always have your detractors. Um, right. Especially when you're a promoter and everything like that. And he had his ways of of doing things and and you couldn't get over more than Jerry Lawler. And he would tell right. me, you know, it's like a, it's like if I don't want anyone over more than Jerry Lawler because they're, they're going to leave. You know, it's like I want <laughs> the, my top guy is going to be here, you know, because eventually Jerry became co-owner, Jerry, Jerry Lawler. So it's like you've got to make sure that he remains the top guy. If somebody gets over for the short term and then leaves, it's not to my advantage. So it's. He thought in that way, he thought very different from other promoters who would give somebody's hot. Let's shoot him to the very top. It was like Jerry Lawler has to be the top guy for the good of the long term because he was looking at business 10 years from now, you know, not just business for the next three weeks, which made him very different from a lot of the promoters who were only looking as far as the next show. I heard some people say that Jerry Jarrett may have also been a catalyst for the legend of the book me bag being a thing where wrestlers always show up to get booked because he would he would always try and find work for as many guys and girls as he could yeah i mean he gave, he gave lots of guys with no experience starts i mean we would always see that like and, and some of them made it and some of them were you know people that you know you then never went anywhere ever again it was a tough road i mean it's like you didn't make much money there unless you were on top but if your goal was to make it in pro wrestling i mean he gave you an in and he gave you a great lab doing that weekly live television show. He was a driving force behind many things. Probably one of the few people who could have been trusted at the level he was at the time he was from both companies in his time with WWF and then with WCW. You look at those major players and Jerry Jarrett would be a guy they would turn to. And then with the launch of TNA, obviously, you know, a lot of people said that wouldn't have happened without Jerry Jarrett. Well, it wouldn't have happened without Jerry Jarrett. One hundred percent. No, yeah, it would not have happened. Yeah. Just finding ways to keep presenting pro wrestling and and finding ways to keep it interesting. Like you said, uh, there, there's tons and tons of stories about Jerry out there. So I don't want to fill up the whole time with it. And that's not out of disrespect. It's just it's it's been a week now. And I want to make sure that people seek it out. I mean, you guys have done some great coverage at Wrestling Observer Live and and uh, I'm sure the newsletter. I haven't had a chance to read it yet because I've been on yeah. the road, but I'm sure you've you've gone 
Oh, well, my, incredibly my, my, in depth. <laughs> my, my, I worked very, very hard on the Jerry Jarrett story, and it's got a lot, a yeah. lot of stuff. Um, you know, again, my memories, other memories of other people, and then just a lot of research of, of you know, like you know, when you look back at the seventies of, of of Memphis wrestling in particular, and, and in the eighties, I mean the the nature of what they did was very, very unique. Um, I mean, they were, you know, I mean, there were weekly wrestling cities, Calgary being one of them, you know, yep. all over the place, but, but Memphis and Houston, as far as like in the seventies, they were the two best wrestling cities in the country. And Houston, I mean, was a big metropolitan area and brought in the biggest, biggest stars. Memphis was, you know, it was Jerry Lawler, but I mean, they, you know, they took a backseat to nobody. I mean, they drew tremendous, crowds week in and week out for years and years and years theirs was very booking oriented houston was like dusty roads against bruiser brody right you know what i mean you would just bring in big big stars to go against each other and draw with that you know or nick bockwinkle against you know the junkyard dog memphis was all about the angles mm -hmm. and creating storylines and making matches with people who weren't as big stars but making them big um you know in in different ways many which you could learn from today and some of which you could never do and also jerry's philosophy you know um i found jerry's philosophy so interesting because it was like you know you would go like you know it's a wonderful time in life but you couldn't do it now because it's just a different world now and um you know when wwf and wcw expanded i mean it was like they couldn't go out there and and, and draw sellouts anymore it just couldn't be done because people were watching more slickly produced wrestling on television and that was just going to change and you know i was there in 85 when they were still doing big big business and lance russell was telling me this and going like got eight thousand people here on a on a monday night yeah and and the action is fantastic and he just goes you gotta look at the the future these guys are better produced stuff and, you know lance was a very smart guy also and um and lance and jerry didn't always get along but um you know especially then but um they needed each other you know i mean right um, Jerry was a great, great promoter and he needed a Lance Russell and he'll tell you that, you know what I mean? That's why when, even though they didn't always get along, the fact is, is that Jerry Jarrett never replaced Lance Russell. I don't think he ever even considered replacing Lance Russell. The guys who bought the company, the first thing they did was replace Lance Russell because they didn't understand, you know, so there you go. Did get the chance to talk to Bret Hart this weekend as well. And in the coming weeks, that interview is going to be on SNME radio here, but he had nothing but pleasant things to say about Jerry Jarrett. Nick Aldis, who you'll hear coming up in this week's episode, also uh, has some some interesting memories involving Jerry Jarrett, even though he never worked under Jerry. Uh, they, they encountered each other a few times. And so some pretty special words about him. OK, mm -hmm. last night, of course, the big show, WWE's Elimination Chamber out of Montreal. There was definitely a white hot crowd there for the night. They got an incredible show in a lot of ways. The matches to me seemed WrestleMania level in a lot of ways. I think better. I mean, maybe, up and maybe, down. maybe up and up and down. I mean, I think that the, you know, up and down the show, I mean, except for Lesnar's match, just because it was short, every other match I thought was great. You know, I mean, the finishes are the, what the finishes are. Sammy wasn't going to win. And then, you know, we could talk and believe me, people will talk forever about it. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is the deal. If if SmackDown numbers continue at the level that they are for the next six, nine months, then it's fine. They did no damage. And if they go down, you know, in the next like they're not going to go down this week. But if they go down about a month or two from now. Uh, to you know normal levels uh, then that tells you that uh, this was the wrong finish and we'll find out you know I mean um, it's a very you know very hotly debatable topic I you know it was the, the the you know the match was incredible and the finish was flat 
you know, and it was going to be because they weren't going to change the title. The only finish that would have worked perfectly is title change. Right. And, uh, you know, that was not in the cards. That was their booking decision. And you can certainly argue it. And I have, but, <laughs> but um, they have their plan and their plan is Cody. And that's fine, too. And Sammy is not dead. They can do it again. But having said that, I mean, if it, let's just say that it's SummerSlam, you know, they put the title on Sammy. It will not be the memorable reaction they would have had if they did it tonight. No, but at the same time, I mean, they're in that weird position right now where, again, they're trying to to sell the company as a whole and they've put so much behind Roman. So business wise, yeah, it makes sense. Wrestling and story wise, I can see exactly where you're coming yeah, from. Though, business business wise, Sammy's the business. That, that's the thing people, that, that, that they're missing. It's like Roman is the catalyst for Sammy, of course. Right. But Roman's been around on top for years and years and years and business has not been what it is. Sammy's the one who, you know, like you, you think, oh, you know, Sammy. Sammy, you know, the hardcore fans like him, but Sammy doesn't draw the casuals. And it's like, no, Sammy's the one who's drawing the casuals. Now, he doesn't look like a guy who in your mind would do that. Right. But he is because the ratings are up and their ratings are up for his segment. And there's nothing bigger when you when it comes to casual viewing than a show on network television in the United States. That's bigger than cable. More people watch Smackdown than Raw. And when you see those numbers jump whenever Sammy's out there in the Sammy soap opera, whether Roman is there or not, that tells you that the number one guy to the casual fans right now is not Roman Reigns. It's Sammy Zayn. And so my own, my only argument to that, though, is what we talked about last week, and that is that they've still got him potentially in the chase. He can still be somewhere yes. in there. Like you said, he's not dead yet. So he's not he's not. He's by no means. No, he's by. Yeah, no they, they means didn't. Dead. They didn't obliterate him. If anything, I thought they put him up a couple levels last night. Just an incredible thing to see. Not only, obviously, the hometown crowd get behind him, but just the level of support that, that the company gave him. Like they, that match could have been a ten minute squash, right, or a five minute squash. Oh, but that would have been that would have been the stupidest thing in the world. They're not stupid. I mean, oh no, not, I, I know, but but that, I, mean, I mean, let's face it, they, it has happened before. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone you know, there's there's always mistakes. But the thing is, is like when you have the guy who is the guy who is moving the numbers in six months, we can look back and it may end up being something that they even do better with. It may end up, we look back yeah. and go, you know, uh, it was a mistake. Every fan base is different. Every year is different. It would have been the greatest moment in years and years and years and years and years had he won. And they had that in the palm of their hands and they could have done it. They chose not to because it was not in the original plans, but all is not dead and their company's doing great. So no, that's, yeah. that's so. I guess that's the best way to put it. I, I still think there's room for him in the chase. I look forward to seeing what happens next. Okay, let's go to forward now. Tony Khan has another major or important announcement, depending on whether you went by the verbiage or the words on the text for the slide that went up. But either way, Tony Khan planning another big announcement. Everybody's guessing again. What is it going to be? Do you think it's going to be something actually that big of a deal? Any but speculations I, 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 what it could be? I have no speculations other than, you know, obviously you know, the, the, the one, you know, the CM Punk thing, you know, we're bringing back CM Punk. I don't know that he's ready, ready to wrestle. I couldn't tell you that, but I know that from the surgery that he has, the time frame is very short. Um, that would be a, but it may not, it may have nothing to do with that. That's the only thing that I look at where it's like, okay, the CM Punk, the CM Punk decision has to be made. That's one thing. I mean, it could be something else. It could be a major it could be a streaming deal. It could be the announce, you know, the video game launch announcement, which probably is coming very, very soon. That one right now, anyway. Um, yeah. There's a million different things it could be. 
And I don't know what they are, so um, we'll find out Wednesday. I just don't know if they want to make the CM Punk thing as public, but who knows? I no, if, 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 if he's coming back, they should yeah. make it as public as possible and they should build up that thing. Um, well, let's let's jump to that then, because I had it further down on our list here. But with Punk, he was cited recently at uh, the New Japan Strong show. Oh, yeah, he was right. Right. Yeah, I, I saw him. Yeah, last night. Yep. Uh, but then there's also been things coming up surrounding him that are interesting the story came out about kenny omega's contract not being renewed yet jericho very subtly put out a tweet that a fan had commented about watching uh, him versus cm punk and and jericho for the guy who's been allegedly very vocal about punk not being there uh tweeted out i've always enjoyed working with cm punk you know um Um, and i'm wondering if you think that omega's contract has anything to do with that i don't know um i don't think the omega thing necessarily does but it could you know it, it it could have something down the line i mean i haven't heard that part of the discussion but i mean when it comes to punk it's it's tony's call so you were at battle in the valley let's talk about what happened at that show there were a few big things uh, the two biggest i can think of are obviously the departure of jay white it seems oh yeah it seems more official than ever now i mean we had speculated it could be uh, a storyline oh, thing but he's 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 done and i think it's wwe and the reason i say that is because if he had signed with aew he would still be working big shows with new japan because right. aew and new japan have the relationship so it'd, it'd be like a kenny omega thing he'd come in for some big shows so i without knowing anything right i i think that these the the logic tells you based on what happened last night that it is wwe well, it was very interesting because the only way I thought it might be, it might be AEW was the fact that it was against uh, Eddie Kingston and and Eddie was very, but Eddie was, you know, Eddie's very, very in tune with Japanese wrestling world as well. And he seemed very, very uh, sincere in his tribute at the end of the match to Jay. So, yeah, I, I think well, that, was all, that was all that was all to set up an angle that was actually a hell of an angle. I mean, um, in the sense of. Every, you know, I mean, they went from from everyone hating Jay and wanting Eddie to win, and then Eddie yeah. wins, and then all of a sudden everyone's sad because it's like, oh my God, Jay's been a star there for so long, and he's really leaving. And then they wanted him to give the speech, and he didn't give the speech because Finley, David uh, Finley, came in and hit him with and the shillelagh. Yeah, hit yeah. him with the shillelagh. So I thought that was really well done. Yeah, and it looks like David Finley is going to be that guy now. Which they they even said in commentary, you know, it's like the the spirit of Jay White has now taken form in uh, in David Finley. So well, I thought I mean, that was fascinating. That, that is how they do it. I mean, if you look, I mean, AJ yeah. Styles was the number one guy, and then he signed with WWE, and it became Kenny. Then Kenny went to AEW, and they didn't have a relationship then, so Kenny was gone. So then it became Jay, yeah. and now Jay is leaving. So now it's David Finley, and uh, you know, David Finley is a good bell to bell wrestler. But when I mention these names, you know, uh, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Jay White, that is going to be, you know, the idea of David Finley. And granted, granted they do have Will Ospreay, too, you know, who's who's really going to be the top guy. But but um, it's a, you know, David Finley has giant shoes to fill. I mean, he really does. Well, some people said the same about Jay White, too, and he did a great job. So, I mean, this is a chance again for David Finley to rise up and we'll see what happens there. Mercedes Monet or Mercedes Money as commentary is calling her. Is it Money? Money. Money. Okay, I'm getting the I'm getting the linguistics from Dave here. So Money. Mercedes is now your IWGP Women's Champion. Is this too soon? No, no, no. It's the right move. They had she should have won the first match. 
handled perfectly. Kyrie did a great, great job in the match last night. Um, they both did. And, um, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I think that what they did was pretty close to perfect, you know, as far as the whole thing. And the crowd was very, very into the match, very emotional. You know, we'll see where it goes. I mean, she's going to work. I know she's working the next sumo hall, which will be her first match in Japan. And then she's going to be working the stardom show, which will be her second match in Japan. And I presume she'll be working some of these, you know, U.S. shows with New Japan going forward. How long? I don't know. You know, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, what her plans are. And, you know, the ball's in her court. She could go to yeah. AEW if she wants to. Uh, she could go to WWE if she wants to. She's going to make money in any of these places. Um, she's, you know, if she wants to do acting, you know, she's got, she's going to have the time if she wants it. So like they said, the ball's in her court. She seems to really love the idea of Japanese wrestling. I mean, that's the one thing that I really picked up. If nothing else, this is like her bucket list, you know, kind of one of those things where, okay, you know, it's like, if my career is in WWE, at least I'm going to have maybe this year or whatever. And I'm going to do the thing I always wanted to do, which is work in stardom and work yeah. in Japan. We are about six weeks away from WrestleMania now. The big question starting Monday, we have an open challenge match from Austin Theory. Edge has accepted that. What else do you see and expect for the build up to WrestleMania? Logan Paul made an appearance. Uh, well, obviously, we know Logan Paul and Seth is, is is on the card. That was obvious, and we've known that. And um, you know, obviously, Ronda and Shayna going after the women's tag team title. And um, I'm interested to see exactly where Bray Wyatt fits in. I mean, he. Gave you the impression that he wanted the winner of Lashley and and Brock, which would be Lashley. But Brock and Lashley absolutely do not seem like they are done. So is it a three way or is it going to be Lashley and Brock and, you know, a cage or, a you know, crazy step match, um, you know, and we're, you know, again, Bray fitting in um, pitch black two, and uh, not pitch black to that electric man. boogaloo. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, you know, I mean, the one the one thing is it's it's like WrestleMania is going to be the the most watched WrestleMania ever um, this year for a number of reasons. And um, so they're in great shape, whatever they're going to do, they're in great shape. But, you know, obviously, Roman and Cody is going to be the big one. And, uh, you know, Cody's done, you know, I mean, for all the talk that, well, Sammy should be there and, and I think he should. Cody Cody's done a great job on his promos and Cody and Roman's real big right now. So it it's fine. I mean, they're in great shape with Cody. Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com. Uh, man, <laughs> what a weekend. And there's just more wrestling coming our way. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week, sir. Thank you. Okay, have a great week. Coming up next, it wasn't that long ago this past November that Nick Aldis made a shocking announcement that he would be leaving the National Wrestling Alliance. That turned into a bit of a war of words. And since then... It's been rather quiet on the front. Well, for the first time in a while, we're going to hear from the national treasure Nick Aldis next on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. If you're a fan of Sunday night's main event, check out WrestlingObserver.com, a daily podcast, multiple podcasts per day with hosts Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, and a number of others. You get a full library of podcasts dating back to 2005, over 9,000 shows, hundreds of back issues of Dave's Wrestling Observer newsletter dating back to 1991, and so much more. Don't miss out. Check it out today. WrestlingObserver.com. This is Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio.
Hey, welcome back. It's Mike McGuire coming to you from the home of TSN 1260 in Edmonton, Alberta, where just this past weekend I was actually down Highway 2 in Calgary for another dungeon wrestling show where I got to catch up with the Stu Hart Heritage Champion, better known to many of you as the national treasure, Nick Aldis, also known now as the cream of the Commonwealth with the Stampede Connection. He's the champion there, but you might remember last time Nick was on the show, he kind of made this announcement that kind of got worldwide headlines and it started a thing between him and Billy Corgan at the NWA and that announcement happened to come like the day I was uploading our interview where we talked about anything but that. So Nick was nice enough to do us a solid and come back on the show and give us an update as to where he's been because let's face it, he's busy, he's staying busy, but maybe you're wondering... What's going on with Nick Aldis? You're about to find out now on Sunday night's main event. So, hi, Nick Aldis. Um, any industry-shattering headlines you'd like to do after we do this interview? Uh, yeah, but, uh, but uh, yes, but I can't tell you what they are now. Thank you, I appreciate yeah, we'll, it. We'll wait. What, t- what day is this going out? Uh, whenever you, right after you, right, right. whatever you do. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I need to just schedule. Right after you announce you're buying WWE. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I announced that I've uh, put together a consortium with $9 billion. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's the new price that apparently is out there? Wow. I, you know, I look, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where any, who knows what parts of this are true and what are not and what's hyperbole and what's, you know, I, who knows? It's 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 entertaining to watch from a distance. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I try not to get too involved. It's not, it's none of my business. Okay, so last time you and I sat down together, we basically sat here like a couple of Bret Hart marks and just went on and on about how great it was to be here and, and see him and everything. And I'm sure you share that feeling again. But we had a great conversation before the show started tonight, and, and I appreciate it because a lot of fans were like, is everybody okay? Is Nick okay? And I get this feeling that Nick's okay. Yeah, like I, I, didn't, I didn't really intend for it to become, a, you know, this, like, this contentious thing, it, you know it had become contentious, but that's why I was leaving. Right. Like I was like, yeah, you know, this, this it's, uh, it's, it's run its course. It's time for me to go, you know? And, and, um, I guess, you know, for me, my only, my only thought was like, well, I felt like because I'd put so much of my own sweat equity into that brand, I felt like I was justified in at least giving a reason, you know? And I feel like there was, there was some people sort of making comments to the effect of like, Oh, he should have kept his opinion to himself. And I'm like, you weren't in my position. Like you didn't put, you didn't put like all of yourself into that brand. Like, you know, people like Medusa and stuff were saying that. And I was kind of like, with all due respect, like, you know, like I was here on day one, you know, like it was, uh, so I, I, I'd earned the right to at least explain to the fans why I decided to move on. Like it wasn't, it wasn't intended to be this like, major blow up or anything but anyway yeah and it, you know what i'm gonna go ahead and tell people there's a great sam roberts wrestling podcast where you explained your side of it i think that's all kind of done yeah, and, was, and i just wanted to do that sort of one and done and and yeah. be like here's you know here it is like because if you do, if you don't say anything it just just keeps following you around and then it looks like you're sort of beating a dead horse you know right. like then you see it looks like you sort of try and I'm, i was like no this, this is it like time to move on i just want to do something else and that's kind of where I wanted to leave it now is that, you know, we, we've talked about it, obviously, because to me, it was more hilarious that it happened literally 
the day after I posted I know, our interview. And I did feel bad because... No, you <laughs> well, <laughs> remember I felt, me, it's fine. No, 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 I did feel bad at the time because <laughs> I already knew that I'd already made up my mind, you yeah. know, that I was going to give my note. I mean, I'd made up my mind I was giving my notice months before, you know, so, but I also knew like, oh, this, this, you know, I had to wait till like November 1st and yeah. there it was. And I thought, well, this, this, I felt bad because I did, you know, I did your show and I did a couple other interviews and it was all very, you know, like they were sort of like building the pay-per-view and I in my mind I was sort of like next week like this you know it's it was hard for me to comment on stuff because I felt like I was being disingenuous but I was like well to be fair I mean I think I think a lot of people kind of knew it was coming too because I think I even asked you that day off the record and I said like you know hey is are things wrapping up and I think you'd kind of implied possibly that you know it was going to be but um you know, I, I say no harm, no foul. I was a little shocked that you were taken off the pay-per-view. And again, I, I don't want to keep going on this thing, so we'll just keep moving forward here. But I guess what fans are curious about now, I know I'm curious about, is is what is Nick Aldis's world like right now and, and what's keeping you busy? I saw you were on the Jericho Cruise. Yeah, uh, Jericho Cruise. And then I and that was in uh, Chicago last weekend, uh, here this weekend. And then I fly to Australia on Monday. Um I'm there for a week. I got a show and a seminar, but I'm also doing some media for our Starcast and Supercard and stuff that we're planning for Australia towards uh, in, at the end of 2023 or the third quarter of 2023. Um, I'm very excited about that. Like it'd be the first time that I'll get to be in a you know significant like backstage like behind the scenes role officially mm-hmm. right like it'll be the first time i'll be i'll have a chance to actually be you know really the decision maker as opposed to obviously i had a say uh, at the nwa you know there's no i'm not going to deny that but it was never official right it was always like just i'd sort of earn the right to sort of say here's how i think we should do it you know whereas this one it's like as far as the wrestling goes like you know it, it the buck stops here kind of thing so it's exciting for me to get a chance to test my skills in that area um and obviously just to build those relationships and you know learn from cam and conrad and get a chance to sort of sink my teeth into a different set of responsibilities like and you know it, it's very exciting to me because I, I hope that it can be the start of something regular down there Nick, as you know, we recently lost Jerry Jarrett, one of the most revered figures in wrestling, uh, one of the greatest minds ever. Uh, nothing but great things being said about the guy, and you have some experience with Jerry. What can you tell us about your time around Jerry Jarrett? Well, I I never got to work with Jerry, which is you know which is a shame because I I, I agree. I think he's I think you could make the argument that he's one of the most successful promoters in American wrestling history. Um. Certainly when you look at his body of work and his, you know, resume, I suppose, for lack of a better word, like when, when you know, territories like Dallas and other places, when, when they needed help, like when they needed a boost, like they went to Jerry Jarrett, when it's the, uh, it's the one that people always go to, but when, you know, Vince McMahon was potentially facing prison, yeah. he, you know, he, like... He goes, get me Jerry Jarrett, right? Like the, that says a lot about Jerry's. He was an he was a fiercely intelligent entrepreneur. Um, 
you know, evidenced by his, you know, he made more money out of wrestling than, you know, in wrestling. Um, just a, just a classy, uh, authoritative speaker and just, you know, just a, you, you know, you just get guys like that where you can just tell that, you know, they have a confidence to them, um, that is just so admirable because it's not an arrogance. It's a, it's just a confidence of like, I know who I am. Like I'm very comfortable in what I can do and you know what I've done. Um, I only met him a handful of times. I, I once, he once was at the national fairgrounds and I had, I was quite nervous about wrestling in front of him just cause right. I, well, cause Jeff has been a, a quite a big part of my story, mm-hmm. right? He's been like, he was, he lobbied for me, you know, he obviously when uh, and I finished up at impact, he was the first guy to call me and, you know, to, like for global force and all that. And so that I, I, you know, I have a, uh, I have a good relationship with Jeff. Right. And, but I could see how much Jeff revered his dad. So then that made me nervous. Like, God, oh, you know, I'm make sure I put on a good, you know, put a good performance for, uh, <laughs> for Jerry. Right. Uh, the last time I saw him, was in Charlotte at uh, the at the Charlotte Fan Fest. It's called the Gathering, and I was, never forget this because I was in a I was in the there's a photo op room at that convention. So when you, like people get their photo ops with you, you go into a certain you go into a room yeah, with the yeah yeah. yeah yeah. And uh, so he had Jerry had just finished his session, and there was. I think it was Shane Douglas and Francine were next and then it was me. So I was sort of waiting in that area and I came in just as Jerry was leaving and he had like his handle with him, whatever. And he went past and I shook his hand and said, good to see you again, Jerry. And in my mind, I'm thinking he probably can't even remember me. Right. And he said, Oh, good to see you. And he took a couple of steps and then he turned around and came back and was like, I don't know if I'm going to get to see you. I don't know if I'll see you again today. And I don't know when I'll next see you. So I wanted to tell you, you're, you know, and then he just proceeded to just like put me over, you know, and just wow. say like, he was like, you're, you're a fabulous wrestler. And he was like, you make me proud to, you know, be in the business. He said, like, he's like, you remind me of Luthez. And I was just sitting there going like, oh my God, like stop. Like, I can't take this, you know, like it's, too, it's like, it's too much, you know, you're, you're too generous. Like, and it was, it, it was, it was very special to me because it was like, I didn't, know that he was paying attention to anything in the business so you know i i certainly especially not me right like the nwa i'm like what you know what i mean like a youtube show you know mm-hmm. um so yeah it meant a lot to me that you know so I'm, I'm glad that that was my last interaction with him because i i uh i respected his opinion so much and so to sort of get the nod from him meant a lot yeah last thing i'm gonna ask you and this might be a weird question so if i have to elaborate more i will but just from talking to you now obviously it seems like it's it's very healthy it's very active you're very interested for anybody that has any doubts though where is nick aldis's relationship with wrestling <laughs> I, I i love the business as much today as i ever have i'm i'm you know i i think there was this sort of misconception that uh, when I decided to move on from the NWA, that it was because like I, you know, I had something else lined up, and uh, my my reason for one of my reasons for you know moving on was just because I just wanted to just do something else, right? Like explore other opportunities. And I know that that just sounds like one of those sort of open ended things that people say, 
but it really was i'm like let's like you know let's see what happens like, like let's see what's out there because if i've learned anything uh from you know especially the last few years like i didn't i didn't have any intention of so i didn't leave tna and then go you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna call billy corgan up and we're gonna you know i'm gonna convince him to buy the nwa like i didn't you know, all that stuff just sort of happened right like things just happened in the business right i always remind people like you know hulk hogan didn't grow up dreaming of being in the wwf because it didn't exist you want to be a bass player in a rock and roll band right but even <laughs> even besides that like he just once he decided to get into business he was just like oh, i just want to be a big time wrestler like you know i remember scott hall saying to me once i just wanted to be a big time pro wrestler you know and it's like there are there are a lot of different ways to skin a cat and you know, in my mind, I'm sort of like, okay, well, you know, like the Australia thing and that stuff like that. It's like, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Like, if you, you know, if you, like, you, I said this to myself, right? You, like, if you think you can do a better job, like, what's stopping you, right? Like, try it. It seems as though Nick Aldis has jumped into the bet on yourself pool. And that's I something I've, I think I've always been in that pool. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not trying to, like, beat a dead horse here, but, like, I, what 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 did I really what did I really sort of walk into with the NWA in 2017? I mean, I had a, it was a, a me and a guy, me and a guy with a camera and a YouTube show. Ran in a belt, yeah, yeah. So like, a uh, pretty, uh, and then within like within less than a year of doing that, like me and Cody are, are all in, right? So uh, you know, so I think it's you know pretty safe to say that I'm a bet on yourself guy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I came up in the wrong era, but like I just sort of look at the like I talked to Austin Idol before I left, and he just he just sort of looked at me and went, "You're ready to just pack up and move to another territory." I was like, "Yeah, that's it." Like, that's exactly what it sounds. All like. those guys used yeah. to do that, and no one made a big thing of it. Oh, what happened? Uh, there was no internet. There were no shows like this. There was no podcast. There was no nothing. <laughs> I, that was. I, I think it's time to move on to another territory. You know, it just they just look different now. It's just a, you know, that might be a. It's digital or, you know, in some other realm, but yeah. Or, or dungeon wrestling, which I got to say, man, I hey, look, do you see the house tonight? It was beautiful. Up, up, up from last time. Yeah. That's, that's all I could hope for. Well, I mean that master's kid, he drew a man. Hey, I told him thanks for the house. <laughs> Nick Aldis, pleasure as always. Thank you very much, sir. All right, thank you. Again, my thanks going out to Nick Aldis. Uh, all kidding aside, that story he shared of Jerry Jarrett, just one of the reasons why I enjoy talking to that guy immensely. And getting to see him wrestle and see him continuing to grind, like you just heard here, heading to Australia tomorrow to go help and launch a new StarCast, a new super show. Yeah, things are coming up all right for Nick Aldis. Pleasure to have him here. We got a lot more guests I'm going to tell you about coming up, but next we're going to get some of your feedback. What do you think Tony Khan's big announcement is going to be? We'll talk about that next right here on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. TotalSportCards.com, Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products with the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date with TotalSportCards.com. TotalSportCards.com, proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event. 
This is Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Welcome back to Seg 4, the feedback segment of Sunday night's main event. I'm Mike McGuire. Joining me, he is one of the old bleeps that we have co-host our All Elite Weekly program, also known as our AEW Dynamite Review. Joe Aguinaldo, how are you, sir? Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, you know, just this big uh, blockbuster announcement, the latest from Tony Khan. This could either be something amazing or it could be a popcorn toot. Uh, what do you feel could be coming our way? You know what? I Unfortunately, I think Tony Khan has cried wolf one too many times. So I'm I'm certainly curious about what the announcement is. And obviously, it kind of came out of nowhere. But yeah. I, I don't have... I don't have a lot of uh, warm and fuzzies about it. I, I don't think it's going to be anything that major. I think, to be honest with you, I think he's doing this just to try to get some hype for, well, his, for his for his product. Maybe, though, he did talk about in the five count, though. This just came out, Joe, that AEW has filed for a trademark for AEW Collision, which sounds a lot like it's going to be maybe even a syndicated show. You know, like a, a main event sort of thing that WWE has where it just kind of goes out everywhere and... And maybe they're finding a home for some of those dark and dark elevation matches. I don't know, but that just came out today. So that's now my smart guess. And this is after talking to Meltzer because him and I were talking about it before the announcement came out. And, right. and you know, we're talking everything from punk returning to, you know, streaming service, all this thing. But this this AEW collision now is top of my mind. I did want to take you to the uh, SNME radio Facebook group here. And just read off some of these thoughts and see what you think. This is some of the guesses from those that are listening to this show. Uh, <laughs> Michael Parker thinks that Ariel Helwani will be joining the announce team. I, I don't know. I highly doubt that. <laughs> I didn't get that whole exchange at all. Like people were saying, oh, they're hot at each other. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it, they're. Th- that was a thing. Like it, it's Twitter. Like everyone yeah. calm down. <laughs> like our pal Sean Burkhead thinks uh, Jay White to All Elite, maybe Forbidden Door 2. I mean, Forbidden Door Two would make sense. That that would that actually would make a hundred like a bunch of sense, knowing that Jay White is a free agent coming up. When was right? when was Forbidden Door One? Are we in that time zone? No, I was in June, so it might be a little early to be promoting a June show. Well, the the other thing too was at like the NJPW event, and I forgot what it's called, ba- Battle in the, Va- the Valley or something like that. Well, that was last night. Yeah, we talked about that yeah, yeah, with, with Jay yeah. Lee losing to Eddie Kingston. Exactly. Um, Meltzer thinks he's going to WWE though, because otherwise, why would you have Eddie Kingston beat him in New Japan? So that was a fair argument too. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Martin Rue thinks that Punk is coming back to AEW with the next pay per view, either that or release date for the game. And then uh, this is interesting. Bobby Bag says the wording of important makes me think it's not a new signing or pay-per-view. He could be retiring the ROH tag titles. Well, that's interesting, too. I don't know about that. I think if anything, now would be the time to keep those titles around as a, a legacy piece. Maybe bringing in a new version of them or something. And, right. And reti- maybe that's what he means, too. Maybe that's what Bobby means is retiring the belts. But these are all some great suggestions. Uh, we always love hearing from you. Uh, Devin Axman has one here. It says hopefully a streaming service. I doubt it, but I can dream. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why Honor Club hasn't already been turned into an AEW streaming service for past events. That that boggles my mind. But I guess they have their deal with Fight too, right? So right, right, right. Who knows? But Joe, does this uh, does this tickle your taste buds at all here? For honestly, no. Like I mean, the only <laughs> other one I. Th- the only one I, I kind of thought about, and I, this is more of a pipe dream than anything is, or pipe dream, um, is 
um, CM Punk coming back. I would like to me, that would be a major announcement is CM Punk will be back, you know, in three weeks or whatever. Right. But anything else right now, unless it's a major signing, I, I mean, again, Tony Khan has done this to himself and I, I look, I love AEW. You guys know this, but um, I just think like, you know, too many times he said, Hey, we got this big thing happening. And then it was kind of like a fart in church. So I'm, I, <laughs> I, I'm not at all, like, I hope it's a big announcement, but I'm I'm not at all optimistic about it. A fart in church, you mean people don't enjoy it or it happens all the time? <laughs> I'm just saying, we're a gassy generation. All right, well, there you have it. Joe Aguinaldo from All Elite Weekly. You can hear that show along with several others. Patreon.com slash SNME Radio works out to about a buck a week, five bucks a month, and uh, you're helping us do what we do here. So, Joe, thank you very much for jumping in last minute here. I was trying to find Dan Lebransky, but he's at a record store somewhere, I think, and just... <laughs> you know, doing Dan stuff. So until next time, as always, we want to thank you for listening, letting us do what we do. By the way, the full extended interview with Nick Aldis is up now at patreon.com slash SNME radio. But if you want to hear the entire thing, it'll be up on our free feed later on this week. SNME radio.com. Joe, take care of yourself, my man. Thank you. And until next time, thank you for listening. Letting me do what I do. I'm Mike McGuire. Till then, play safe, drive safe. Bye. 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 Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show, as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio. 